Hello, and welcome to Yikes. That's amazing. I'm your host, Pearl, and I tell stories that are creepy, crazy, and that keep you on the edge of your seat. And I'm your host, Nathan, and I tell stories of positivity, inspiration, and determination. We are best friends. And we're roommates, and we are here to tell you some cool stories. Welcome today to today's episode, you guys. Episode four. Um, episode five. Oh, episode five. Yeah, we oh did episode four a few days What's ago. Wrong with me? We're just losing track of time. Oh my it's god, just so such a many crazy episodes whirlwind. To keep track of. <laughs> five whole I'm episodes. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, no, okay. I guess welcome to episode five. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> today we are doing a little mini episode. Yeah. Um, Per the, suge- the suggestion of s- a listener, I'm going to be telling some ghost stories that are based in Washington. Yes. And which like is where we live. Yeah. We haven't been clear about that in the past. I feel like, yeah. We, <laughs> if you haven't listened to any of the past episodes, we're from Western Washington, which uh, is pretty lively with a lot of different Lots sort of, of ghost activity. Lo- yeah. Ghost activity, murder activity. Uh, we have, like, the m- do we have the most serial killers? I don't know if we have the most serial killers, but Washington definitely has a reputation for having Green a lot River of Killer, uh, Ted Bundy, um, lots of different lots ones. of different ones. Lots yeah, of different ones. I almost said Golden State Killer. That is not us. Nope. Uh, anyway, nope. anyway, so yeah, um, we're really excited about this. We're probably gonna just do a bunch of random different episode topics when we do these minisodes. So yeah, we'll post little. Uh, Q and A's on our Instagram story from time to time. If you guys want to suggest anything, which yeah. is where I got this one from, and I had a lot of fun researching it. Washington has no lack of ghost stories, so no. I will be telling lots. And it gave me other ideas for stories. And we've got a lot future. of old like ghost mining towns too. Mm-hmm. Like especially in our direct area, a lot of the hikes that I go on are like old ghost mining towns yeah, that are really cool to look into. Like list of twenty five most haunted places in Washington, but it's like. There's so many more than that. Anyway, um, we also wanted to mention there was some feedback about audio not being quite loud enough. Uh, on Spotify and especially if there's background noise um, specifically with the last episode yeah so hopefully we fix that with this episode but if you're listening to this and you still think that it could be a little bit louder yeah any uh, feedback is good feedback so you can message us on Instagram or email us or whatever our email is yikes that's amazing podcast at gmail.com so any feedback on anything or any stories that you have personally relating to our content or anything like that just uh, feel free to Shoot us an email. Um, also, our Instagram is yikes. That's amazing. That's just that's what it is. No, no, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing else on there. Just yikes. Okay, that's amazing. So All I'm right. gonna get into it. Let's do this. Um, I've got three separate stories, like I said. And again, like usual, I have not heard any of these, so I will be along for the ride with the rest of you. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. No, it's actually gonna be a really fun ride. I love <laughs> ghost stories. I do love ghost stories. Um, so I do want to put a disclaimer before I tell these stories. So as with anything paranormal, most of the evidence isn't really evidence. It's like stories from hotel guests and employees, bartenders, owners of the restaurants. But, you know. But you got to think, if there's a collective amount of people experiencing the same thing. And, you know, know, people are like just want to add to the stories and you know maybe some of these places are like trying to ham it up for like for business business, reasons which you know 
all of these things are possibilities. And there have been uh, investigations done on some of these places that have debunked a lot of things, but still, you know, they found There's creepy, some things spooky that things that they couldn't really explain. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to... That was my disclaimer, but I'm going to be talking about the stories as if they actually did happen because... It's more fun. It's more fun that way. <laughs> so, let's freaking get into let's it, bro. Get into it. Our first one, I feel like I talked to you a little bit about this a while back because I saw a TikTok about it. You may be reminded of a ghost of a leather daddy. A ghost of a leather <laughs> daddy? I. So, this is about, uh, this is about Rebar in Seattle, the club. In Capitol Hill. Sounds vaguely which is Seattle's familiar. Seattle's famous gayborhood, um, where me and Nathan have spent many evening dancing yes. and having fun. Lots and of fun it times is a great there. time. So yeah. we're just going to start at the beginning here with the earlier history of the address that is now Rebar, which was at one point in its earlier days a boarding house that was home to one birth and at least one death during its time as a boarding house. Okay. Uh, it then became Pete's, a cafe, and when that was torn, uh, when that was torn down, the new building housed a bar called Nighthawk Tavern that would eventually start having cabaret acts and other quote gay entertainment. So we're starting the gay part of the history of this building because after this, nice. it pretty much is just only like clubs. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. So let's see. From a short time, from seventy four to seventy five, it was called Thirsty's Tavern which also had cabaret performances. Um, until Sounds like a good name for a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> Thirsty's Tavern. Thirsty's Tavern, I, that. I like that. Bring back Thirsty's Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a petition. <laughs> uh, so after that, until 1983, the building was a dance club called Axel. Oh, Axel Rock? I need to confirm that. That sounds wrong. I don't know. Uh, which was owned by Alex Axel Herbin and his partner Rick, a.k.a. Rocky, until they both got sick during the height of the AIDS crisis, Aww. and Axel sadly passed away. Oof. The club sold quickly and became Sparks Tavern, sometimes just called S, which was a gay and lesbian bar, that also held, like, full-length plays and stuff. Oh, that's super cool. So, sorry, my throat is, like, clogged. <laughs> Ew. As soon as Rebar moved in uh, into the spot on January in January of 1990, the new owners, Steve Wells and Patrick... I do not know how to say this guy's last name. Wait, so let me see. <laughs> I was going to look up the pronunciation. Patrick Quick Quickensk? Okay, um, Patrick very Quickensk. Quickly, yeah. It very quickly gained a reputation for being a safe space for all types of misfits and was even more wild and artistic than the previous bars operating in the building. Bikers, drag queens, nerds, goths, theater enthusiasts. enthusiasts. Wow. Only, yeah. A wide variety of characters. Yeah, literally like all types of people. There was like slam poetry and like literally just anyone could hang out there and feel welcome, which is Slam really poetry. Cool. Slam Cynthia. poetry. <laughs> Only a year after the bar's opening, Nirvana hosted their album release party for Nevermind. Oh, wow. Which further secured Rebar's fame in Seattle. Same Hogarth. My cat just absolutely Yeeted threw something off the shelf. a bottle of club soda off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so this release party was actually really iconic. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I haven't. Basically, they snuck in their own booze because there was like free beer and stuff. But they're like, we want to like, get people real messed up tonight. Way too fucked up. They were noticing that all the guys in the band were like increasingly going into the DJ booth and like getting more and more fucked up. And they were like, this can't be. This seems beer. sus. And they ended up starting a food fight. What? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Like, I can't remember who it was, but he managed to like get all, all of them out before they puke. All three just puked onto the sidewalk. Oh so my gosh. I thought that was That's pretty classic. classic. You can read about that. There's a whole, it's pretty fun. Story. <laughs> so Rebar saw early performances of queer icon, drag queen and comedian Dina Martina. Oh, performance artist, artist <clears throat> David Schmader, who writes for the stranger now and he got his start on rebar stage where he held his first three plays oh nice. he still writes for the stranger one of the articles about all of this that i was reading was written by him oh that's so awesome that basically first account yeah. story um as former former owner carla schricker has plenty of ghost stories from her time there one of her bartenders was closing and had her back to the dance floor when she felt like someone was behind her and turned around she saw the face of a woman that had an expression that made the bartender feel like this woman was mocking her for being scared. Creepy. Creepy. Then, as she describes it, the face of the woman got sucked away into a little light, sort of like what you see when you turn an old TV off, where it shrinks into a little prick and then just goes out super oh, quickly. Oh, weird. Um, which is absolutely terrifying. I would actually pee my I pants. I would literally be like, no, mm, no. I'm pretty sure that girl was like, I'm never closing again uh, yeah i wouldn't want to close and like be by myself in a place where i just saw somebody evaporate into nothing oh wait no this uh the there was another girl who was closing by herself she was the only one there and she heard whistling coming from the men's bathroom and she was like uh -uh. i will not close by myself again. yeah that's no. terrifying um there's another story of a guy that was walking across the stage after close and saw someone approaching him from the opposite direction so he wasn't the only one closing uh -huh. He wasn't the only one there. Um, da, 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 da. So he dodged left and right trying to get out of the way of whoever this person was, as you do when you're like yeah, as somebody's walking into someone's you. path. Um, but instead of walking past the person, he felt this figure go through him, like whoosh, uh -huh. just through him. Of course, he was fucking terrified, and he literally like didn't even want to go home and be by himself. He like went and stayed with a coworker because he was. Uh, yeah, so scared. I don't blame him. I would be like crying and shitting. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you, no thanks. <sighs> Many employees over the years have reported hearing whistling. One girl, okay, yeah. She I feel like that specifically is so oh, creepy. Oh my fuck! Like especially if you're closing by yourself. Through the tubes. Yeah, fuck off. I'm not down for that shit. Uh, there are two ghost regulars at Rebar, a 70s leather daddy nice. and a woman who used to own one of the previous bars back in the 30s, and she had died in the building. Ooh. So leather daddy is said to tinker with the lighting frequently. Interesting. And is he also the whistler? Uh, he might be. He might be. Just said it was coming the from the men's bathroom. Yeah. And he's like... Like I said, these two are the ones that are, like, frequently seen by yeah. people. And then people have seen the former owner sitting at the end of the bar after a close just silently sobbing to herself. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Poor ghost lady. Yeah. So many people have experienced these two ghosts and many other strange things at the club. But there's no doubt that this club is one of Seattle's most loved queer spaces. 
And apparently the building has been listed for sale by its owner. So the future of the club kind of remains unknown. unknown right now. And it's still temporarily closed due to COVID. Yeah, so as were a lot of it, bars on Capitol really Hill. It'll be really sad if it closes, though, because it's been open since 1990. 19, yeah. Well, as Rebar. As obviously Rebar. The obviously has it's been, been there yeah. for a long time. But yeah, yeah, and then the ghosts will just be so lonely. It's so sad. What what are we? What is Leather Daddy and the yeah. old owner gonna do? Exactly. I mean, like, it's haunt w- the new building, probably. Yeah. True. Mm. Whatever comes in next. <laughs> it's gonna be like a doctor's office. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> just a Leather Daddy like, walks in, starts whistling. In <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. That's oh too much. Oh my god. So yes, that is the short <clears throat> story of Rebar, um, and right. I just thought that was amazing. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also, I forgot, I was going to say my sources before I started this. Uh, Sources for all three of these articles include Seattle Curb, The Stranger, The Atlantic, and SeattleTerrors.com. Love that, SeattleTerrors.com. I've read a lot of stuff on that website. I want to just know how much more terrifying my surroundings are. Because literally, like I said, so many terrifying surroundings. I've found lots of places. Apparently, there's lots of, there's like a tomb in Everett. What? That like paranormal investigators have recently like it hasn't been known in the past for having heavy activity but like. Well and I feel like also because of Seattle's underground exactly. that just gives it so much more of a uh, um, I know. ghosty I was presence. R- reminded of the great fire of yeah. Seattle when I was doing my research and I was like. You should do a whole episode. Or I mean yeah. honestly it could even cover multiple episodes oh, in yeah. different stories through yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. We don't. I like every time I remember that I'm like oh yeah Seattle is literally like built on top of the old city. Yeah. Which what I've seen fuck? pictures of. I've surprisingly never actually gone down to the underground but I've seen a lot of pictures of it and it looks scary as hell. Yeah. There's some parts of the underground that are still, like, nice, though. Yeah. I think that people actually used to, Yeah, like, there's still actually, like, shops down there, I wanna weirdly. See the I want to see the scary <laughs> parts. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. This Next about story. Andra Hotel. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. where where is the Andra Hotel? It is um in Seattle. Okay, nice. Another <laughs> Seattle one. Yes, I don't. I I don't know exactly where it is. I was is. gonna say we went to a haunted hotel in. Was that Port, Port Angeles, Angeles or was that Port Townsend? I think it was. I think it might have been Port Townsend. Yeah. But I I remember you talking about like what the ghosts were, but I don't remember a whole lot no. about it. But maybe you should cover that one another time Rawr, too. I we need to start a, a a full big list of just things oh, in our trust area. Me, I've got. I've list got on a list on list going. on lists. Okay, so starting off, in 1926, an upscale hotel originally called the Claremont Hotel, where Seattle's rich mingled with gangsters and rum runners that were brewing liquor in Seattle's underground. I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, we got gangsters and rum runners? I'm there. I'm there. Me and another life. As with many other cities and pretty much everywhere the great depression brought a wave of crime to seattle so there was an increase in every single type of crime robbery prostitution murdering gambling and all of these were rampant within the walls of the claremont as well as suicides and um, suicide rates obviously went up very high during during the great Great depression Depression as well 
So the ninth floor of the Claremont was designated for residents who spent their nights ignoring prohibition and drinking and dancing to jazz music. Sounds like a vibe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, my vibe. Except for, yeah, never mind. Yeah, anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> During wor- World War II, the hotel was used as a transfer station for the Women's Army Corps, which trained women in non-combat duties such as switchboard operation and weapons maintenance. Nice. In the 60s, an employee fell to her death, and is it's still unknown whether or not this was a suicide or, or accidental yeah. falling or Murder, what? something more Murder. nefarious. 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 After being completely renovated and reopened in 2004, the Claremont was now known as the Andra. It, pla- it paid homage to Seattle's Nordic history with a Scandinavian design that was more sustainable. Um, the luxury hotel houses two restaurants, one of which is run by Seattle's famous chef, Tom Douglas. I'm there are many reports of hearing sounds of a wild party, complete with the sounds of breaking glass and loud music. Some guests have even seen apparitions or silhouettes of people dancing and conversing, and the sounds of a jazz piano can be heard in the halls at night. That kind of sounds soothing. Right? <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, just a perpetual party? Right? I Mommy-like. Know. So when people investigate the sound, they can find no point of origin. Like, no one can figure out where it's It's soothing until you realize it's ghosts playing right. jazz. The ghost of a 1920s flapper haunts the ninth floor alone, far from the sounds of the party. She's just kind of wandering around by herself. People <laughs> think it, it's kind of the vibe of like when you just need to get away from the party for a minute and you're just walking around like, got to cool off. You've been dancing. I feel bad because I feel like in a lot of ghost stories, there are a lot of areas where ghosts kind of congregate and have more like like parties or stuff like that. And then there's that one ghost that's always by themselves like sobbing that at the ghost, bar top that or ghost. That, that one quirky ghost that's <laughs> off by themselves having a bad time. So speaking of the party, I guess paranormal experts call that party an imprint or a residual memory that's stuck in time. Which is just That's so interesting. It's like that must have been a good that, yeah, party, dude. That it literally goes down and like <laughs> is imprinted there. throughout time. Like that's the kind of party oh, you want to have. I can imagine prohibition parties were probably oh, pretty Yeah. Pretty slick. Um, a woman dressed in nineteen thirties clothing has been seen in guest rooms at nighttime at the foot of the bed, sort of just standing there staring into space. Not really looking at you, but just kinda like staring staring and then just quickly disappears just vanishes don't like that and like a lot of people were like was that a dream <laughs> yeah i mean that that's the thing a lot I when like you that, wake up to actually, like no. ghosts and stuff in a haunted hotel i'd be like <laughs> yeah no i wouldn't just like pass it off as ah just a dream i'd i'd be like shit in the bed <laughs> a second woman haunts the guest rooms and she's seen just like wandering aimlessly around before just vanishing into thin air. I don't know what would be scarier. Somebody just like standing at oh, the foot of I'd your bed staring off in the distance or pacing. Around. Please don't be fucking standing at the foot. I guess of that's bed. true. That's yeah, that, that is that's a lot scarier. Fear. Especially because the one time I had sleep paralysis, it was like this really scary thing of someone standing right next to my bed, just a dark figure nope. just staring at me. And ever since then, I'm like, yeah. I try and fall asleep. Like if I'm thinking about it when I fall asleep, I try and fall asleep so that I can't look 
like towards the room. I can look towards the wall. So if you were to wake up, you wouldn't be. I don't know why that makes me feel better, but (laughs) I mean, it was so fucking scary, dude. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Um. Okay. So finishing up here, there are lots of reports of objects levitating. Um. Whoa. Especially in the lobby, for some reason, a receptionist claimed that they saw a paperweight levitate right in front of her before smashing back down onto the counter. That's horrifying. And guests have said that their luggage seems like it was like shuffled around or like moved, like somebody rearranged it. Weird. Yeah. So that's the Andrea Hotel. Um, I want to go there. I was gonna say we should stay. <laughs> oh my there god, sometime. we should go there and try to find the party. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? That would be so cool to just go in and like party with some 1930s prohibition Literally, ghosts. Flapper girly. Flappy girly. That? I want to go Flappy and girl? just like be like, hey girl, it's okay. Hey quirky like, girl. I get it. Gotta get away from the Do you the need party. Uh, some water? Sober up. Take a walk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sober up. <laughs> You're like, do ghosts get drunk? Do ghosts, <laughs> get d- or are you like perpetually like drunk, She's just like schlossed. because schlossed. schlossed? I've never heard that term. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> okay, so last but not least, we have the Martha Washington School for Girls slash Martha Washington Park. Something tells me that this is gonna be no we've got indian burial ground yeah yep there we go that's the answer right right there this is pretty short so the school was originally called the parental school for boys and girls and was located in queen anne it was a school for quote troubled students that the other schools basically didn't want to deal with our school but the faculty quickly (laughs) the faculty quickly tired of the difficulties of having quote troubled boys and girls at the same school so queen anne became boys only and the girls moved over to mercer island in 1920 a washington judge sold his lake washington property to the seattle school district and they built that into what was now called martha washington school for girls the school was complete with dorms a greenhouse and an on-site caretaker the girls ranging from ages 10 to 16 were educated in traditional housewife duties, basically like cooking and ah, cleaning. Lovely. Yeah. Cause, nice. The only you know, thing that's all women are good need for. To know. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We shouldn't sure. give them to a reason to live no. or anything. No. Why? Especially why would we do that for anybody? They feel like society already doesn't want them because they're troubled. Yeah, you're troubled, the and fuck? all you're good for is cooking and cleaning. Like literally, what the hell? So. Although most, uh, many of these stories are unconfirmed, there are many, many rumors of really horrible things happening at this school, which I don't think we are surprised about. Nope. Uh, Rumors of rape, suicide, even human experimentation. These kids were considered subjects of the state of Washington because no one else, the other schools wouldn't take them. And so they were basically treated as if they were patients at a mental mental institution, Ugh, which shouldn't be a bad thing. Chills. But you know that we do not have a great history. And wait, what year did you say this was again? Um, this was in. It started in 1920. Okay, yeah. So definitely the time where uh, yeah, it was not great not to be in a mental institution. No, exactly. So I'm like, they were treated as if they were in a mental mental institution, which. You would think that that means they were treated with care and respect. <laughs> Which is what should but be. no. And back in these days, you mm, many of the people weren't even mentally ill. Yeah. They just get thrown in there for, like, any reason. Yeah. Got, like... I mean, less so getting closer to... I mean, in the 1920s, 
but still. But still, yeah. Still. Um, trigger warning, rape. A janitor reportedly raped and murdered one of the girls, and her body was found hanging by a tree oh, the next day. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was kind of waiting yep. for that yep. and hoping so it wasn't going to come up, but... Lots of rumors of just suicide, murder. Just a lot of like malicious of activity at that school. And just, you know, clearly they were being and, treated very And you're very saying badly. on an Indian burial ground as yeah, well. Yeah, so I was going to say, before I get into the ghosts, I'll add the true zinger, in case you didn't think that all the shit that's happened here was, wasn't enough for it to be haunted as hell. This was originally literal Native American burial ground for the Duwamish tribe. <sighs> and so I feel like a lot of stuff like that where it's already it's a building built on top of a already horrific scene that can cause so exactly. much stuff to and happen like, like mentally with the people in that building and then that just adds on to the I I hate to say like demonic presence of it but well and there they were saying that there was a time when the building was kind of just abandoned um and it was basically like a place where a lot of people would just come and do like drugs and like it said there were like satanic rituals and stuff happening which i was like bad i'm not sure how i feel about that but like bad shit has happened yeah um so and you know that probably a lot of the native people that were buried there didn't die in of like fucking old age and stuff they were probably murdered yeah yeah so to make matters worse, they're when they're tilling the ground and like you know getting ready to build the new school, they, there's literal human bones that they are like knowingly crushing and like moving oh around, and they just literally don't do not care. care. That's ugh, that's so. It's horrible. like what would you think was gonna happen? Yeah, like what? Like it's I I don't know yeah. that. I do not know what has to go on in somebody's mind to be like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, this is this, fine. We can we can dig this up and just this build on top of it. nothing to this, anybody, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking disrespectful. Anyway, so sorry. Back to the school. The city eventually turned it into Martha Washington Park, and it is now considered one of the most haunted spots in Seattle. Ooh. Some parts of the building such as an old staircase remain in the park as a creepy reminder of the past just so the building itself isn't the building there is, just like pieces yeah, but just like from the inside of it. yeah interesting um, wow we should go there too creepier than a staircase leading to nowhere in my opinion oh yeah oh my god if you horrifying. see those ones that are like in the middle of the woods and stuff and it's like <laughs> that gives me chills actually what <laughs> Nope. Anyway, um, during the day, it's a popular spot to s- to go sit by the lake and read or meditate and hang out under the trees, which are like really nice, big, shady trees. Some of which the trees were planted by former students, which just gives me the creeps. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like I it adds to the, the weird juju that goes on in this park because it's like. During the day, it's, like, something that's beautiful and, like, you can lay under it and relax. But then at night, ooh. Well, I was going to say, you were talking about it's a good place to, people were saying it's a good place to, like, meditate. I feel like that would be the last place I would want to meditate. It sounds pretty, but, like, that kind of spiritual energy around there. Well, I'm sure during the day, is a lot different. But, like, it it says basically after night, it just feels super creepy. I mean, knowing this, I'm sure I would feel creeped out 
during the day. Even going there during the day, yeah. But I guess Um, if you don't really know what's gone on there, you might not really have that same thing in your mind. But yeah, knowing this now. Yeah, and it's interesting too because it says that at night, many people have seen many like former students and they kind of wander around hiding by the trees and the bushes just like kind of showing themselves only like very occasionally to like one person yeah but um one particular girl in a nightgown is reported most often who will appear to groups of people interestingly they say she's more likely to appear if it's a odd number of people Interesting. So this must have happened many times. For yeah, them to for be them able to, to know, have that. that many accounts to like um, know that fact. And often she sends these people running out of the park in fear because she spooks them so bad. As would I. <laughs> people who visit the park after dark have reported the sounds of footsteps when nobody's around, disembodied voices, and like blood curdling screams oh, in the distance. Oh no. I was going to yeah. say I if you were going to say like children's laughter or something that would be the final no. straw. No. I mean I I feel like there was no reason for laughter True. at this place. Yeah. But um, blood curdling screams. Many have no stated thanks. an extreme sense of unease particularly during sunset. Interesting. Huh. Um those classic troubled kids, though, that a lot of people who are like a supposed troubled teen have felt like e- felt at ease when they go in the park like and they leave space. feeling comforted. Yeah. But also abusers who visit the park are often tormented by the ghosts and basically harassed, Good. chased out and have even been followed home. Nice. Hell so, yeah. So, yeah, that's the story of Martha Washington School for Girls slash Martha Washington Park. Interesting. Where I now want to visit. Yeah, now we've got a few places to go and visit in Seattle. Yeah, I'm ready to go get my shit stains in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to get spooked. I'm always like, ooh, I love haunted stuff. But speaking of the Port Townsend place we went when we wanted to check out the ghosties that lived there. Yeah. uh, As soon as we went in, I was like... I swear to God, if I actually see a ghost, I'm going to start crying. I mean, that's like when we went to the Winchester house down in California. We did. That's how I felt when I went there, too. Yeah, we did two separate tours and we were in there for a couple of hours. And I was like half disappointed that we didn't actually see any ghosties or anything. But I was also like, if I did, I would have uh, just run screaming. Um, you know it's going to happen someday. Yeah. Especially when we went down into the basement. I can hope, and it's probably going to make it more likely that it will happen now that I said this. You're like manifesting but no, but a I'm ghost so interaction. That when I finally see a ghost, it's going to be in my own house. Yeah. I, I, Maybe not I this mean, house, we've talked about a lot that we think that this house the that we live in is haunted. living in a haunted house at some point are probably pretty high. I mean, every house that I've ever lived in, besides one of my apartments, was like built in the 1920s or Mm -hmm. earlier Mm -hmm. and i've had some like i've never seen a ghost or anything but i've had some weird feelings and i've even had a lot of i've had a lot of weird spooky feelings and like and i've had weird dreams like we've been talking about dreams a lot uh, recently just like the two of us personally and i've had a lot of weird dreams like specifically about my childhood home that was built in the early 1900s and like specifically my bedroom there like a lot of weird vibes but a lot of weird vibes yeah yeah yeah. 
anyway thank you guys for listening yeah, if you, you want to uh do us a little flavor you can go over to itunes and give us a five-star review you can just it write really anything helps. you want in there you don't even have to like write a whole big crazy review you can you write can um your name yeah you can you can write, write uh what I was it you said last week my butt hurts <laughs> 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 you can just put anything my in there just hurts. any sort of review or anything helps uh or, you us know, you just can get it out there a little more feedback yes real feedback is preferred uh <laughs> but, but you if you're feeling a little lazy today and we just want to do a little beep it. boop we get it we get it and it would just help a lot um if you would just leave a little review or something and again if you want to uh, if you have any personal stories or really cool crazy stories that you've heard that you think that we should or look into and cover um email us with any details or, or just like weird topics that you want us to cover yeah we're um, pretty much open to anything at this yeah. point and yeah we're just kind of figuring out what works going best going with the flow all right you guys thanks for listening thanks for listening and uh, catch you in the next sexy. episode <laughs> <Sexy>. <laughs> all right bye <laughs>